Hey, you're about to listen to Mount Spocast, a a podcast I started to help celebrate the 20th class reunion of my graduating class at Mount Spokane. I started the podcast to help raise money to start a scholarship in the name of a good friend of mine that passed away back in 2007, Nick Winterstein. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a former classmate interested in the person that's on the podcast or you're just interested in general. But I just want to tell you that this podcast is specific for the graduating class of Mount Spokane in 2002. So please enjoy this episode of Mount Spokast. Peace. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Mount Spocast. I am here with Drew. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna You're say gonna mess it I'm up. gonna say yeah. I'm sexy, but yes. I know it's Yanazeski. Yanazeski. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but I. But now I always. I remember you saying that in high school. Yeah, I'm sexy, and I. What? I felt yeah. At, I did. I, maybe maybe it was a joke. I don't oh. maybe. But I don't know if that that's a Have joke you that you me? share. That's absolutely a joke. Yeah. yeah. No. No. You I never said that. I didn't have that kind of confidence in high school. Oh. Or if I did, I faked it really well because I did. was on some caffeine high. You 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 did fake it very well. Yes. Well, it, we're, we're now we're we're post reunion. Yes, we are. Um, and so uh, you're here in studio, and we 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 were at the reunion. You were there. Like that was such a fun event. Uh, it was a blast reconnect. Like like we were talking, and it was a blast reconnecting with people that I really didn't get it. Ch- I haven't seen since high school. Yeah, and even talking with people that I normally didn't get it really talk to in high school because mm-hmm. different friend groups. Yeah, but like sitting down with some of them was just holy cow, man! Like yeah. hearing some of the stories and where people are living at now and, and things that they're doing and you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. There's a lot of there's so many cool stories to tell. I mean, from everyone in class and. Being able to, I I tried to bounce around as much as possible to talk to everyone, uh, and it well, was, you're running the podcast, so I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I was, you know, feeling out like if I should, who who else should be on the podcast, and uh, I'm gonna keep it keep it going. Like we've raised almost four thousand dollars now right. for the scholarship, so twenty five hundred will be going to the graduating senior this year. Who I I still need to send Josh Cowart the 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 selection, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I think we're gonna keep on going, keep it going, keep uh, Nick's memorial scholarship going. Is this something that in the future, you know, if we keep, obviously keeping it going, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, don't they do like a, a scholarship awards type thing? Like they they have like a breakfast or something mm, in the morning. Yeah, because how cool would it be if you could announce that you personally could show up and announce that and give that? That would like be amazing. Yeah. I right? I kind of put it all together like kind of last minute this year. It it came together in April and I I wish I would have had more interaction with graduating seniors mm-hmm. and but I think now that we've we have this base and we have the ability to keep it growing year after year, I do think I'd like to do something like that where I can go talk about Nick, talk about the scholarship yeah. and then present it. 
That'd yeah. be really cool. Talk about this crazy goofy dude. <laughs> right. That I met. I met him, shoot, in seventh grade cross country. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He and I both, we were not the fastest dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was getting killed by Zach Franklin back then. And, and <laughs> he and I had a blast running and just being goofballs the whole yeah. time. And that's how he and I met. Man. Yeah. he, uh, Me and Nick met because of, well, I think it was junior high. but or But we played baseball together when we were really, really young like oh, in seventh go. grade and he was great. And Frank was a, is, or was an umpire and Frank would always come to practice and like teach us the, the, the really fundamental rules of mm-hmm. baseball. And uh, yeah. And, and, but Nick also got me into cross country. He as, like made me, he he's like, you should come and run cross country sophomore year and <laughs> get in shape for basketball. Like, right. And I'll, dude, I'll never that. Oh, so we're eighth graders. Mm-hmm. We were like, it was cross country sign up. Like we were doing all this stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. We're thinking we're, you know, we're big deal eighth graders. Yeah. Cause you know, no ninth graders at that point. Cause mm-hmm. that was when we'd made the transition from the junior high to the middle school. Yeah. So, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're the big dogs. We think we're the big dogs. And we also think we're really good at basketball. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Not so much. Um, but we challenged these two seventh graders who were, you know, thought they were good at basketball too, to a game of two on two. We learned really quick. We weren't as good as basketball and we got, <laughs> we got owned and we just looked at each other afterwards and went, well, that's not happening again. No, did you no, play no. high school basketball? Like did I, you, did you... I did not in high school. I went out for the summer camp. Okay. Certain things happened at that camp that I realized that no, I don't want to be around this. Before we get into the guts of the show and everything you've done after high school, I want to talk about what you loved about high school, the high school hot list. Oh God. And uh, just like six questions of, you know, just what you're doing at Mount Spokane. Uh, First question. Yes. Where were you hanging out at Mount Spokane and who with? I was, I could bounce around a little bit, but I kind of hung out with a lot of the choir crew Mm. starting my junior year because that's what I was. It was orchestra crew didn't really have a crew. It was sporadic and no. Uh, choir and, and sometimes with cross country, mm. um, but hung out with the choir crew. We had our table in like the first of the three sections of the uh, the cafeteria, right? Like closer to the office, but not in the office area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would hang out there and stuff and, and that's where we would sit down and chill. But I also had zero hour jazz choir for two years. So I, oh, wow. you know, getting to school, once I got out of jazz choir, it was grab something super unhealthy and game on. Let's get to first period. So you did, you were in orchestra and, and, and choir and, and, choir yeah. and jazz. Yeah. So I was, I was jazz choir, zero hour. God, I'll dude. my senior year schedule is legendary. <laughs> okay. Let me, yeah. Jazz choir, zero hour. Uh, first period was like sociology, I think with Figuera. Yeah. Right. Kept it, kept it classy. Um, second period, creative writing. Oh, or to yeah. this day, Zach Franklin's um, shout out Zach, uh, his book of poetry, okay, that he made yeah. was called entitled BRM Bathroom Reading Material, and it was <laughs> all poems about pooping. That's amazing. And this one girl just started getting upset at the class for not taking it serious. And Zach stands up, or Zach doesn't stand up, but Barry Hill takes Zach's book and starts reading one of his poems about someone going to the bathroom out loud to the class, and we couldn't stop laughing. That's amazing. But I honestly just used that class to get out of it and go flirt with the the cute girl working at the front desk, uh, which now is my wife. <laughs> oh, that, there you <laughs> it worked go. out, right? Yeah, for uh, sure. So that was second period creative writing. 
Third period was I was split between orchestra and choir and chamber choir. Yeah. So I'd bounce back and forth depending on where they needed me for that day. Shoot. Fourth period waits. Fifth period, some sort of oh regular biology or something like that. Wow. Sixth period free. Wow. You, oh yeah. I was gonna say like at least you had some free. When I was a senior, I just I had early. You had late arrival, late arrival? Er, early dismissal. I took four classes my the second half of my senior year. Very jealous of that right now. And I, I mean, it didn't really help me in for anything going to college or anything like that. But uh, whatever, I was cares. You enjoyed high school exactly, especially last last semester, right? Okay, so we already kind of we talked about this before we got on yes. air. What snack were you grabbing at the student store? Oh my god! Okay, it wasn't necessarily at the student store. Oh okay. Okay, and because it was a student store, love student store. You know how busy that place it was. It got though. really busy. And yeah. It was expensive. Yeah. So I would grab one of those sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits mm. in the cafeteria in the yes. morning. Oh, so good. Yes. But I would hit yolks on my way into school every morning, <laughs> and at yolks at the time you could get two two liters of Mountain Dew for a buck ninety nine. That's amazing. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? So I would carry around one two liter in the morning and have the other in my locker that I would just take and drink in the afternoon. You drink four liters of I didn't mountain. I didn't finish it. Okay. Like yeah. it was one of those where you get down to like two thirds of it and it's gone flat and you're like, we're good. <laughs> okay. Third period, we're throwing that away at this point. And then the coaches would all be mad at me, like, Drew, you can't be drinking that. I'm like, I'm peeing clear. Isn't that what you want me to be hydrated? I'm, I'm sure your body makes yourself get hydrated on it if you drink it enough. Oh, the fact yeah. that I'm not a diabetic is <laughs> impressive, man. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was my the Mountain Dew, and it still is. You can ask my students to this day. Were they, like, were they, can you drink Mountain Dew at school if you bring it now? Like, I, do. I do. Okay. Like, I, I don't, like, I know they don't sell it at high school, no. high school or junior highs anymore, but I'm, Man, when we were in junior high, they had like the surge machine. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Oh, man. Surge is so quintessential late 90s, early 1000s. Oh, yeah, it really is. But no, uh, no, I got, there's kids walking around. I got middle schoolers sometimes walking around with monsters. Yeah. There like, you. What are you doing? That's, yeah, that's a little overkill. We have no idea what, what how that's going to affect our body yet. I mean, we, we should be probably feeling the effects of it by now. But, should be, but we'll we'll find out what that kind of what kind of diseases that super caused. looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, favorite teacher or in class? The uh, uh, I mean, if I if I don't say okay, I, I could say choir, but honestly, uh, going back, it would be tenth grade honors world history when I had Miss Northcutt, hmm. and the reason for that is that she was not afraid to just go full off script and just sit for twenty minutes and have an open discussion about something. Oh, some wow. random topic, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's history related, but we've basically gone down three different rabbit holes to get here. And she would somehow find a way to bring that back. Nice. And so that is what got me into later in life now, history teaching. Yeah. So that right there. But Ms. North got like anyone who was in that class totally understands where it's like you went squirrel sometimes and she just went with it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing on a Friday night in high school? Have you met my mom? <laughs> I, I not a lot. So playing football, if you were playing football, yeah, if, I watched from the bench. Um, <laughs> yeah, senior year, I watched from the bench. But yeah, if I could, I was at a, I was at a football game. Yeah, why not? That was yeah. dude, it was a blast. Football game, basketball game during the week, and then honestly, Friday nights like during track season was I need to sleep because we got to be at school at seven a.m. Yeah, for God. the bus trip that's going to take three hours, and coaches are going to bet us money that we can't drink an entire gallon of Gatorade. That's so. Oh, Do man. you remember that? I remember. I, I remember those bus rides. Those oh. were the worst bus rides. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like didn't do track my senior year because it was like, 
it's such an individual sport and like unless right. you were really good at what your what um, your event was your event was yeah. like it was it was just tough and so like i i didn't do my senior because like i wasn't going anywhere with it like mm-hmm. cam was cam and even like the like heart like travis cole chris Tra- yeah. was doing his Zach. thing like yeah. i was just like i wasn't competing and it wasn't it wasn't a, the team sport that cross country was you're right yeah, yeah. cross country way more so um and but, you guys were nationally ranked too so i mean you're kind of a big deal I, top 25 i finished second in state by one point and and it had a lot to do with how how much i shit the bed at my uh senior year at state so i it's a it's a it makes me sad to but think you know what it. you channel it now yeah exactly you, you, now if, I, it fuels you if i would if i <laughs> would have the mentality that i have now as a senior i would have been as good as Cam Schwerer. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you? And I think about this now coaching. Like coaching, now that I've coached basketball, I've coached track, coached cross country. Shoot, I even coached soccer a little bit. Mm. Could you imagine if we had the intelligence and mentality now, and then you put us in our high school bodies? Oh my gosh. World, oh. You could be world-class athletes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you see me? Like, no. But like, music-wise... Yeah, oh, for sure. Maybe I could do something like that. Yeah. I also was like, anyone that knows me, I'm pretty ADHD. Mm. But my mom was like, no, you're <laughs> not. And I'm like, I can only practice for 20 minutes without going crazy, mom. Yeah. No, yeah. you're fine. I'm like, oh, mm, love you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I definitely later in life figured out that I have ADD and like... Right? It changed my life. And now I mean, it helped me do a lot of what I'm doing here. Being able to diagnose that and actually get what I, the help I needed, like has really helped me focus. We, we built those coping strategies in, haven't we? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> finally. Oh, no, not finally. We got a few. We got two more. What was your most memorable high school moment? I got two. Okay. Because you got positive and negative, and the negative won't be... You'll, you'll understand okay. when I say it, okay? Positive was freshman year when I played cello at the talent show, mm-hmm. okay? And you got all these guys, like bands and stuff, going insane, and then there's me. I bust that out. It was like an eight-minute solo with piano, but I got a standing ovation afterwards and everyone high-fived me. And my dad said that was the proudest he's ever been of me playing the cello. Oh, wow. So that right there, oh yeah, that bumped me up. Negative was senior year track and field districts. Mm. I didn't make it out of districts. Like you said, I shit the bed too. Mm -hmm. Because I had a mental breakdown at high jump. Our four by one team lost by one-tenth of a second. Oh gosh. To move on. And then in the hundred, I ran a 10-9. Well, the Mm. other guy in, in in my heat, which nowadays that places you first or second. But at that time, there was five of us in the same heat who ran 10-9 or faster. Wow. And I lost to this one dude from U-High by one one-thousandth of a second. Holy cow. Yeah. So like Scott Duncan ran his 10-7. He crushed it. Another dude ran a 10-8. And then there were three of us right at 10-9. I, I did not know you were a sprinter. I was. Yeah. That, when I quit cross country, I got fast. Wow. So yeah, That's that amazing. helped me out a little bit. But yeah. Losing losing all three of those in the same day was rough. That is tough. Yeah, so, that is that is yeah. So that, like you talk about that will stick with you. <laughs> right? but, but you talk about like you know poop in the bed. Yeah, I was in the same boat there where that happened to me too. And so I kind of use that to help fuel me a little bit. Oh, sometimes. for sure, that's awesome. Well, that's all we. I mean, we need those experiences to grow <laughs> as people. And we say that now, but yeah. in the moment, it, in the, sucks. it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> who was? Your high school crush. Oh, of course. My wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. Natasha. No. Oh, yeah. What Natasha. was Natasha's last name? Chant. Chant. Natasha and then everyone Chant. called her on the soccer team. You can ask Kim and all of them. They all called her Mac. 
Okay. And that goes back, harkens back that she's got a story about that, I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, she does. I know. I've heard it a hundred times. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Natasha. So that was my, yeah, we started dating senior year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So met her junior year and it was not love at first sight. Oh, it wasn't? No, it wasn't. No, she, I was wearing what would only be assumed nowadays is what were you thinking cut clothing with yeah. a goofy hat puffy oh it wasn't it wasn't love at first sight for her it was for both of us oh for both of you she oh. was rocking the mom pants man and oh. in a grumpy sweatshirt and i'm like <laughs> i mm, 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 mm. and my buddy's like dude isn't she cute I'm like no but we both grew on each other yeah so now you I mean when did you get married uh, 2008 wow yeah, we've been together for a little while. You I mean you've been together longer than me and my wife. So that's a that's a that's a <laughs> it's a long time when you now like I mean we're twenty years and when right. you've been together with someone for twenty years, like it's just over half my life. Over half, about it. yeah, exactly. God, we're old. We're very old. Um, <laughs> all right, well, moving on to the guts of the show. Sweet. The, I like to start with having you describe yourself in high school, but I want to. I want to share my thoughts on Uh-oh. Drew Yanizewski of, oh of you in high school. And we ran cross country together, yep. um, sophomore and junior year um, track, obviously. So, and I, we probably didn't have too many classes together, but I do in the extracurricular life. I, <laughs> we, we've spent a lot of time together and you were just always goofy and fun to be around. And uh, sometimes could be a little annoying. I'm, yeah, you know, that's fair. Um, but uh, I definitely remember hanging out with you, and you always were trying to make some people laugh. And uh, but you also had like um, you had a very serious side too when you were like getting in in the zone. Like I remember watching you do high jump, and I would yeah you we go watch you do high jump, and you would just get into you would just switch from being like goofy and fun into like I'm super focused and nothing's really going to bother me right now yeah it it, it takes us like a specific song like i play house of pain jump around yes on my cd player on that had CD 10 p- second skip <laughs> with the extra long chord okay oh my god so with the headphones on and then i just bounce because i'd be the only lefty on that side and i'd just be kind of dancing around like yeah. okay we're doing our thing now it's go time that's afterwards fun. we'll have fun but right now let's focus but that's also because i was so freaked out at the height like i was afraid. oh you were high, afraid yes, i was high. afraid i was afraid when the bar got to five ten and six foot i was nervous i was so nervous about messing up and so nervous that I wasn't going to be able to clear it, even mm. though I saw in the video that I was always high enough, but I never felt like I was. So I was yeah. afraid of the bar, and so that was just me trying to trying to find a way to get it out, like anything I could do. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, annoying. Yeah, I'll give you that. I've, I'm just giving all, you a little yeah. crap, but I, I mean, I was definitely annoying in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, looking back in high school, if 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 I look back at myself now, twenty, let's say twenty one, twenty two years ago, let's go sophomore, junior, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to be the class clown, but unsuccessfully. Mm. Half the time, uh, I would say the most effective one that I always appreciated was was Jake. Because, mm. um, yeah, he was smart enough and he had that timing. I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, but I was uber competitive, but I didn't necessarily want to work for it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total like, sense. Like yeah. in, in playing cello, I wanted to beat you and show I was better than you, yeah. which I could do by showing up but I didn't want to put the work in outside to mm. make that next step to be a professional. Right. So I, I dude, you learn a lot looking back. You do. Yeah. Right? You learn so much. It, I mean, like, I mean, through, yeah, through even doing this podcast and this talking about like talking to people, I'm just like, 
I, I used to have this, this is like literally months ago opinion where I was just like, we, we take so much time to focus on ourselves in high school and like how that's such an important time and how like that's mm-hmm. going to just, this is the most important time in your life. And everyone, look, you're going to look back on this as being the greatest time in your life. And at the time it is, but then I've gotten, I got really negative about it after high school. And I'm like, this is not, that was not the most important time in my life now is, but now I'm thinking back like where, who we were in high school totally shaped who we are today. And there's so many lessons that I've learned even now that from just these conversations, like it really did shape who I am as a person. Well, and I look at back at it too, where holy cow, like I, I hit a lot who I really was to try and fit in. Mm. Like I'm a pretty goofy dude. Yeah. Right. And so, but I like, I always thought the goal in high school was, you know, have a bunch of friends and stuff like that. And not necessarily be popular, but be well liked and, and yeah. be that guy that people knew and was were like genuinely excited to see you. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that didn't really translate to really, with the exception of Natasha, like any real lifelong friends out of high school. Mm. So like if if you ask me to look back now at yeah. anyone that I hang out with from high school except Natasha, I only hang out with a couple people from high school through Natasha. Mm. Okay, it's Natasha who made a couple of those lifelong friendships. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And and I look back at that and that's because I never really fully connected with anyone. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and always had like a little bit of a barrier up because, you know, yeah. like we're talking beforehand when you're kind of picked on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and made fun of a little bit for certain things. It's like that walls up. It and totally. I, I mean, yeah. Like I didn't, even like the group of friends that I was like hung her out with a lot. Like they were good friends, but like we didn't remain good friends. Mm-hmm. It was Mike Palladino and Steve Gurney yep. who I connected with the most and am still friends with today. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't make those connections either. But like, but the cool thing about it, I will say, even if you didn't make those good of friends, like having this conversation right now, right. going to our class reunion, like I felt so comfortable talking to the, to a lot of these people who I haven't seen in, 20, 20 years, years. Yeah. and like you just get right back to that familiarity where it's just like this is comfortable and this is this is nice and you can joke about stuff now where it's like oh yeah you remember oh yeah yep sorry about that man yep. yeah i get you no it's all good like water under the bridge obviously For at this sure. point because if it's not you have other issues yeah i appreciate you sharing that, that we did learn a lot from but ourselves I was, but yeah but i was yeah i was definitely a goofball and stuff like that but you know i had to be good because my mom would kill me if I wasn't. And that <laughs> oh, was man. legit fear. Um, anyone that knows my mom gets it. So after high school, where did you go to school? Eastern. You went to Eastern? So went through Eastern, took yeah. six years to get a four-year degree. Mm. Okay, basically Chris Farley did. Um, yeah, took my time. I thought I was going to be a music major and a professional musician, but then I realized I did not like the music culture. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a negative about the music culture out there at Eastern, but yeah. it was more like, hey, they're trying to show me like scores of music where it's like, what do you think of this cadence here and how it grows to this perfect? Oh. And I was like, that's cool. Did you see the Seahawks game last night? <laughs> and no one did. And so after a couple years of that, I'm like, I'm out. And they dropped my scholarship because I wasn't practicing enough. Right. But I was also like, I'm still first chair. Like mm. walk me through this real quick. That didn't work yeah. for me. So after a while I quit, I was try- trying to struggle, but I always kept up with the history thing. Mm. Well, eventually Natasha and I graduated in 2008. Yeah. Uh, she obviously scholarship in soccer and tennis cause she's a stud. Yeah. Um, but 
kind of figured out what to do in college and stuff like mm -hmm. that, right? And But I kept the history thing. So I graduated with a history degree. Yeah. Well, as you know, with a history degree, you can be a librarian. Yeah. Or a teacher. Hmm. You got to You got to do some classes to be a teacher, though. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't just go straight into it. Yeah, I don't. I so. So after school, then where like, where did that lead you? So after that, for about a year and a half, I was working out at the airport. Okay. Or more than that, um, growing up there and. Oh, sorry. Like, what were you doing uh, at the airport? You were working uh, I like was a, a merchandise manager. So I was all the retail shops out there. I was like the main guy making sure all those were set up, looking nice, okay. helping to make sure they were stocked while at the same time giving people mm. um, breaks and stuff like little things. Yeah, but for sure. Working up. And my boss's goal is to have me be an assistant GM. Mm. Well, learned really quick how the other side of business works when another person who was sleeping with another person that got my boss fired and then got and then replaced my boss and then their goal is to try and get me out. Oh wow. Because I was like my boss's pro, former boss's protege. And yeah, they didn't work out so well for me. Right. So yeah. after that I'm like, well this is stupid. They bumped me down to a team leader working from 3 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. Oh fun. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I don't want to do this and Natasha didn't want to do that. So we're like we both like coaching being around kids. Yeah. Cuz I'd been coaching at Cheney for 5 years at this point. Uh, track and field. Oh, you've been, okay. Yeah, I was coaching. So we decided, screw it. Let's go through Whitworth's master's in teaching program. Oh, nice. One, okay. One year program. Mm -hmm. And we both got our master's in teaching and all the other classes required. Yeah. And then we went to Kuwait. Then you went to Kuwait. Oh, wow. <laughs> so did you work at an international school yep. in Kuwait? Okay. So that was at the time in 2010, anyone that's in education in Spokane kind of knows 2010 was like the pink slip year. People were getting laid off left yeah. and right because there wasn't a ton of jobs and stuff, right? right? So we're going, hey, this doesn't look like fun. So we went to the March job fair in Spokane and the Universal American School of Kuwait was there. Mm -hmm. We are told by a couple of friends, you should go chat with them. So we did. We sat down. They hired us that afternoon. Wow. Which was awesome. And then we get home and we're living at my mom's house. And my mom goes, you guys get a job? Yeah. We're, we're in Kuwait. She goes, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Nope. No, you didn't. And she waited. She goes, nope. Call your dad. She was looking at Natasha. Call your dad and you tell him. Yeah. I want to hear that conversation. And he was supportive, which my mom went, oh, uh, dang it. <laughs> so yeah, we went and taught at a private international school in Kuwait where yeah. it's almost all Kuwaiti kids, but they had to speak English. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And there's a mom. So you're teaching. Are you also teaching English? Yep. Yeah. So I'm, you know, seventh grade social studies. Yeah. My first gig there with Kuwait students who, one of my buddies said it best where it's, you can't send home the homework because the maids will do it in, you know, the maids will do the work for them. Mm -hmm. They'll come back in perfect handwriting. <laughs> um, and it's like, my friend said, it's like teaching in an inner city school where the kids don't really care about being there so much and they're there to socialize, but then now give them all millions of dollars. Oh my gosh. That's Kuwait. That's Kuwait. So yeah, when drivers are dropping them off in Maseratis and stuff yeah. like that, and those are the cheaper cars. And it's just, so I did tutoring. We had a good time. Yeah. So, Kuwait is where like Middle East. Middle East. I know it's in Qatar, right? Uh no, no. north of Qatar. No, okay. And is that where like the Burj Khalifa is? Is that Kuwait? No, no, that... that's Dubai. That's so, Dubai, thank so you. Okay. If you think Yeah, I'm gonna this is gonna be really Yeah, this is great for podcasting. Podcast, right? <laughs> Let's see if I can use my teacher skills. If you can think of the Persian 
uh, uh, the Persian Gulf as your forearm with your fist kind of at a 90 degree angle, 80 degree angle or so. Yeah. Uh, at the top where your thumb would be, that's mm. Kuwait. That's okay. And yeah. then you got Saudi Arabia kind of coming down mm. on the left hand side of your fist. And then that little nugget pointing out there is Qatar. And then going down further, that's when you get into Dubai, oh, UAE, okay. and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Yeah. How long were you in Kuwait for then? Two years in Kuwait and that sweat and humid box, man. Holy oh, cow. Yeah. So we landed at midnight uh, at the beginning of Ramadan. Oh, wow. So when we landed in Ramadan, it's traffic like crazy. It's 105 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get it to our, they take us to our crazy, awesome apartment. But then the next day they pick us up to do all this stuff. But they're like, hey, just so you know, it's Ramadan. Was just started. I'm like, okay, yep, yep. I, I know what that is. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's illegal for anything to pass your lips in public. What is that? Like, you can't drink? Can't drink. Oh, God. Can't have water? Nope. So we had to hide and sequester ourselves in classrooms and stuff with windows drawn in order to drink some water. Oh, like you can't, in you public, can't, you in can't, public, you, you can't, you can't like sit at your desk and have a drink of water. Nope. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yep. So yeah, getting acclimated to 125 degree heat. Yeah. While you're like in a van trying to like sneak water where no one can see you or anything like that. So it was it was insane. That is insane. Oh yeah. my gosh. So did two years of that. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade, good times. Uh, taught the rise and expansion of Islam as mandated by the state of Kuwait. Oh wow. So yeah, the students were like, Mister Y, you know our religion better than we do. I'm like. That's, that's a good thing because then I can't get us in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so after... After that, uh, went to South Korea. South Korea. Yep. Well, and that's a, a much different change. Oh. More Western. In, is it more Western in South yes Korea? Yes and no. Like the technology was definitely a huge shift. Yeah. Right? Um, but not necessarily Western. Okay. Um, because, yeah, you got Cape... Oh, you got K-pop and all that stuff yeah. is big there. But still, fewer people in South Korea knew how to speak English than in Kuwait. Okay. So that was a little rougher. Um, learning the public transportation system of Seoul. Mm. If you want interesting, I tell you right now, look up the subway map of Seoul, South Korea. Oh, I look it And it will blow your mind. Yeah. Okay. I want to go. I, I I really want to go to Seoul and it's awesome. South Korea. I I'm a I'm a humongous K-pop fan. I love. Well, I'm a really big fan of BTS and. And I so, love it. It's all coming out right now. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's. I mean, it's why I have blue hair, and it's. What, <laughs> and like my children love be, uh, like K-pop, and uh, and it's really something I've like grown to really, really love over the last couple of years. Well, when I when I landed in South Korea, that's right when Gundam Style was just starting to hit. Oh, okay, so yeah. So we're at the first, yeah, like the high school. So I was teaching high school there at South mm-hmm. Korea, AP World, Regular World History, and East Asian Studies, and. We land and then the very first like assembly, right? Like the welcome back assembly. Here's your, you know, student body, you know, leadership. And they're all dancing to Gundam style That's because awesome. apparently at in South Korea, every high school needs to have eight or 10 dance teams. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, God, I bet. It's insane. Um, like different crews and they're dancing and stuff. And so they're doing it. And I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> What's? And then I look it up I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then it blew up. Yeah. I'm like, huh, I was here when that happened. That's amazing. That's so, yeah. Like, right? and so, yeah. But were you in, were you in South Korea longer than Kuwait? Yeah. Four years in South Korea. Okay. At a, and we would have stayed there mm-hmm. um, because dude, that school, like, so Kuwait kids were rich, right? Yeah. But like in South Korea, I had like the grandson of the founder of Hyundai. Oh, wow. Was one of my students. Another kid was, his dad was the vice president of 
operations at Samsung. So we're talking. So like the schools you're teaching at are like these are like the the creme de la creme like schools that like wealthy people are sending their kids to. Yes. These are not public schools. These no. are like super like these are kids that are going to become millionaires and no, probably they already are. You mean they're going to be like huge decision makers too yes. in our in our world. So like the top 10% of the graduating class in South Korea, for example, goes to Ivy or Ivy likes schools. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I'm writing letters of recommendations for students and like, where are you trying to apply to? Oh, Yale and Princeton. I should probably get into Yale. No problem. But you know, I'm going to go for Oxford too while I'm at it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can't sniff those schools. back. In school. <laughs> like, well, Mr. Y. Oh yeah. But like Mr. Y, where did you go? I was like, I went to the venerable Eastern Washington university. It's so prestigious. You've never even heard of it. You're welcome. <laughs> but you, but it also brought up an important point talking with those students. Like, listen, your undergrad college isn't as big as a deal as mm. you necessarily think. Yeah. Because we had a teacher who they were a Chinese teacher at our school. All the students were freaked out about Mr. Why she graduated from Harvard. Isn't that awesome? She graduated from Harvard. I'm like, that's, that's good for her. Yeah. yeah but that, that, that she's awesome because of that. I was like, why? Mm. I'm like, what are her student loans versus mine? And we get paid the same. Right. They're like, oh yeah, never thought about that, Mr. Y. Mm. So, but yeah, taught for four years in South Korea. Mm -hmm. and then we came back home because we had our first kid, Calvin, over in South Korea. Okay. So, um, awesome experience. Yeah. Came home when he was two, 2016, moved back into Spokane, taught for two years out at Cheney while I was being a, uh, uh, once again, AP World and stuff and Three Springs Alternative. I was kind of jack of all trades, got my admin cert. Mm. And for three years then, I was a principal assistant in Spokane Public Schools. Yeah. In elementary. That didn't work out so well for no. me. No. Is it just not like, is it just more fun to teach? <laughs> like, it is because like, you have to adult when you're a uh, administrator. Mm. And everything you do, everything you say is political in oh. some way. And on top of that, when you're an administrator, like you're taking care of like the big fires that happen, right? Yeah. And you never know when they're going to happen. So the really good administrators have that level of calm oh, okay. that they portray and maintain and stuff like that. You, I'm drinking Mountain Dew right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm yeah. not as good at that. And yeah. so I would have fun and be goofy. But the problem is the kids would pick up on that when I have fun mm. and be goofy with me too. Yeah. So teachers didn't like me sometimes coming to their class. <laughs> is, is the saying true that those who can't teach admin <laughs> no comment <laughs> no comment um there's no but there's been some really good teachers no administrators yeah but i get why yeah because if you think you've built an awesome culture in your classroom mm -hmm. why wouldn't you see if you can do that for an entire school right yeah right and i realized after a couple years i can't do that yeah so yeah i went back in this last year i've been teaching eighth grade yeah at salk yeah. Like two miles from my house and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so all, through all this, like when you look back on high school, like what is like a lesson that you learned from then that really shaped who you are today? I, I think we kind of talked about it about like, do you have anything in particular that really stands out? I'm very happy of the fact that I was involved in so many different things mm. and I've tried so many different things um, because like, I've tried the drama thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't do so well at the drama thing, but I at least gave it a shot and, yeah. and, and for a little while try to get in that world. I've done the orchestra, I've done the choir, done the sports thing, right? Yeah. I, I, I try to be active in some of those clubs, uh, extra clubs, even 
hanging out with the chess guys for a while. Yeah. Okay. In Mr. Griffin's class. That's so, awesome. which is all I did in that class. Um, <laughs> um, but I think being looking back at high school, I was very proud of the fact that I was involved in so much because mm. I can relate now. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, 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 no. I totally get that. Here's what you could do to help you out. And, and sure. I can help guide a lot better because of all that stuff. Um, and that's definitely helped shape me because it allows me to kind of talk to my kids now mm. and be open with many different things instead of just like you and I have seen some parents are either pure sports driven yeah. or pure music driven or pure this. And we're like, nah, if you don't like it, let's, let's find something you yeah. like. That's so, that's so true. Like, it's like, it's good having the, well, it's also good having, you know, all those experiences to be able to you know, like you said, relate and be able to like, not everyone's path is the same. And I think that's super important. Like with my children, like we're putting them through all these different like sports and they're in theater camp right now. Nice. And like, it's really like, I want them to discover like what they want to do. Like not like what I want them to do. Uh -huh. Cause like, it would be easy to be like, you're going to get really into running. Like we're just going to, I'm going to make <laughs> super runners. You're going to go run with dad. Let's go. Yeah, let's go run. But like, I want them to make that decision. Cause like my parents gave me that to choose. And yeah, I agree with you. Mine did to a point. Mm. If anything got in way of my fingers because of cello, I wasn't allowed to do it. And that's mm. why I wanted to do football much earlier on. But my mom was like, nope, uh. nope. It's all cello. Nope. But like, like you're saying, like looking at the, our kids and stuff, um, a great example of that was my son, Calvin, who's seven, going to be turning eight here pretty soon, just finished second grade. Yeah. He had his first Taekwondo tournament. Oh, nice. As an orange belt. It was awesome watching him do the obstacle course in his forms. But then when he gets into sparring, you can tell he doesn't want to be a violent dude. Mm. That's not in his body. So he struggles with that. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Football's not going to be in your future. <laughs> right. Okay. But, you know, basketball, you don't have that killer instinct necessarily that you kind of need, right? Yeah. But running, mm -hmm. soccer, maybe a little bit or yeah. something like that. Like, okay, we, now now we have ideas. Yeah, for so. sure. I like that. Over the last 20 years, what is something that you've accomplished that you're, like, super proud of? I mean, we have to say happy marriage and two kids, right? Don't have to. I you get don't to. have to. I, I mean, get to. I get you to. You get to. Yeah. There's, yes. there's so many. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a very, like, there's different... I mean, there's, I could pick 10 different things that I'm super proud of over the last 20 years. And like, yeah, my kids and my relationship with my wife is one of them. Like my running is one of them too. Like, yeah, there's so much, I, it's hard to choose and there's not really one thing, but. One of, one of the biggest things that I'd have to look back at, um, that was one of the most difficult decisions I had to make was making the decision my junior year to quit cello. Oh, mm -hmm. and that was because I kept trying to be something that everyone wanted me to be. Yeah. And it, it was not putting me in a good place. Yeah. And so when I walked away from that, it was a rough couple of years, but then I came out better on the other side. Yeah. Right. And it's led me to where I am now. Yeah. So that decision right there, I think is something that I'm really proud of making. Mm -hmm. um, and anyone that knew me in high school and knew how big music was as a part of my life, like I still play the cello. And I was going to ask if you then. still play the cello. Yeah. I, I mean, I even played professionally a little bit in Kuwait mm. as in Kuwait as part of the professional symphony there. Cause they asked if I, you know, when they found out I could play, I did a quick audition and I was like, it was a fun thing. Plus in Kuwait, it's a dry country. Oh, so you can't drink. Unless you go to the embassies, which, oh, our orchestra every now and then play that. 
<laughs> British <laughs> Embassy, game on. Um, no, but that was, I'm very proud of that decision because mm. that led me to, hey, being able to be a better person with Natasha, being able to be awesome uh, family and stuff yeah. like that and move back. I guess I didn't realize what a virtuoso you were at the cello. I pretend. Yeah, like, no. it, I mean, I guess it, I guess it was there. Like, I remember talking, I mean, I, not, I don't know if I talked to you about it, but I remember like, oh yeah, Drew also plays the cello, but like, I didn't realize how much pressure you had on to like, to, to do that. Yeah. When you like my, my private instructor was the principal of Spokane symphony and still is. Mm. And he's one of the head guys at Eastern. So he'd been recruiting me since ninth grade. Oh wow. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had scholarship offers for cello from like, like Washington state wanted me to audition. Uh, I remember when I played at Montana and did this little thing, uh, they were going to get ready to offer me scholarship right then and there. Oh. And the the head of the music department, I didn't know about this until a few months ago. My dad was telling me this. The head of music department was like, oh my gosh, we got to offer this guy now. We need to, he doesn't even need to audition. Yeah. And Emery, uh, the orchestra, and kind of helped out with band yeah. director, right? Uh, he was like, uh, good luck. Eastern's kind of already got him. Yeah. Oh, oh, they do. Yep. John Marshall's been his private instructor for a while. And they're like, oh, dang it. And I was like, so I was that guy who was recruited for music, but I, and I, but I had a couple of walk-on offers for track. Mm. Oh. So yeah. yeah, I was fast enough. You're fa just yeah. fast enough. Yeah. I mean, running a 10-9 is no, uh, or yeah. was that your fastest time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's no joke. <laughs> yeah. So 10-9, six-foot high jump. Like, yeah. my marks were decent enough to where I could have been a decathlete or something. Yeah, for sure. If I wasn't afraid of heights with the pole vault. Oh, God. I, no. Th that was like, we <laughs> didn't do, obviously, I don't, they didn't have decathlons in high school. No. Uh, but I, that, I mean, watching, I mean, yeah, like what you you're doing. You have to like, to do the, but to do that, like, I was just like, oh, like, that's crazy to, to do that. Like We know some of the guys that did that. That's for I sure. I mean, it, it makes sense, It right? ma makes total sense. <laughs> um, Love you, pole vaulters. <laughs> What is something that people might find surprising about you from the last 20 years? Oh, man. That I honestly, my energy and personality hasn't changed all that much. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't feel that much different. <laughs> you know, like, like you see a lot of people have changed and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And you see kind of a new calmness and an adultness about them where they kind of have put together. Mm -hmm. As soon as someone runs into me, they're like, oh, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. That's, that's true. How's it going? Yeah. So that's. Yeah, even with all these crazy experiences, I'm still the same goofball. Yeah. So I, I promise I will still try and make you laugh and we will still have some fun. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I think it's the, I mean, a good thing to not have, I mean, to, to have that same mentality. Like, I wish I could, I mean, have that same mentality. I've, I feel like I've gotten too, like, there's times where I've just gotten too serious in life. And I'm just like, I just need to be well happier and like more more like let things come to me like I was in high school. And that's when I started doing, getting that mentality and stop being so serious about everything. That's when I realized like, oh, that's how I can become successful is have that mentality that I had back in high school. Well, and that's what I like. I tried to do the whole serious adulting thing mm. with, with the admin stuff. And like I yeah. said, I was trying to put a square peg in a round hole. <laughs> right, yeah. So it, it, I made mistakes and I kept getting and doubting myself and in my own head. And Natasha even noticed I was a different person at home because mm -hmm. I couldn't turn it off. Yeah. Now... Dude, I got I got eighth graders that make fun of me and take pictures of me when our masks came off finally, <laughs> and I had shaved, and they were saying, "Mr. Y, you look like Gru." <laughs> yeah, made me realize I need to lose some weight. 
So I have a meme going around school where there's me and Gru next to each other. And I kind of look very similar. Uh, very proud of that moment. Some of my favorite TikToks are the TikToks of like teachers who are just, they're just getting made fun of. Or like there's this one guy on TikTok who is just like every day or not every day, but when he's teaching like this shares the latest joke from class about him. And I'm just like, man, this is, that so, sounds like so much fun to like hang out with like kids and like be able to just like glean information off of them. Well, like, right. You have to have a sense of humor. Yeah, for it. sure. Yeah. So when they show me that, I'm like, oh yes, what pose do you need me to do? We're going to make this happen. <laughs> right. And there was another time where like I met a bet with a couple of students, a couple of girls that were epically failing my class a few months ago. And I was like, no, if you get up to passing grades, both of you. And I know you can be higher than that. And if you, you know, you get up to, to D's and C's, mm. I will allow you for a day to put long eyelashes on me and I will <laughs> wear them in class. That's awesome. They did. And I did. And as soon as I got them all on, all of a sudden the whole class was standing up and you could see the phones were right there, right? Like they were ready. They're waiting for me to say, I was like, go ahead. And then foo, they were all out and just taking photos of me. And apparently it trended to the point of where lots of high schoolers. I came home and they were like, they were like, Drew, you look pretty with those eyelashes. Man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I made it to North Central. Okay, good to know. That's awesome. Uh, all right, and so over the next over the next twenty years, looking into the future, what is uh, something you would like to accomplish? Uh, raising two awesome kids, mm. raising two awesome kids, and getting projects done around the house. Like I've, I've done the world traveling. Yeah. So I'm good with that for a while. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, my, my focus is two successful kids getting better at my craft teaching and just having fun, getting some stuff done in a lot of mountain biking, a lot, oh, a lot of mountain biking. Oh, do you mountain bike? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I think we talked about this. Um, we ran into each other at, um, flying goat yep. years ago. And you were, I remember you talking about, cause I think you were, you had ridden to, to flying go i might have and like i think as you were coming out of uh i live over by uh sakani and beacon hill and yeah so, so I, you're I, on the other side of the city so I, I i run those hills all the time and i run in the bike uh mountain bikers all the time and yeah, yeah my backyard's riverside state park yeah so you don't even need to go to no sakani. So I, <laughs> well, and that's like all my couple of guys i ride with like dude you should come ride beacon and let's yeah. do this stuff I'm like why it's 35 minutes for me to pack up and get there and unpack. yeah same thing getting home or in an hour and 20 minutes, I've already got my ride in about at Riverside. Yeah, I'm good. For sure. Yeah. That's why I don't go do trails at any other place either. Cause I'm like, I can just go do trails over there. And like, I don't need to go up to Mount Spokane. In <laughs> Beacon's trails from what I hear are really well maintained. Yeah. Riverside, you have rocks. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, it's a lot of dirt. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's Evergreen. Dirt's fine. Yeah. Evergreen East does, does an amazing job. Uh -huh. Like, maintaining the trails and impacting them every year and fixing stuff. And, uh, and I think Evergreen East does, but it is, it's a lot more rocks over in, over in, uh, oh, yeah. Riverside. So I got a full suspension bike. So that way I don't <laughs> come home and need, you know, help sitting down. Yeah. I did a trail run over, I did the Spokane river run race yep. and I never really ran trails over there. And I was just like, this is so different than what I was doing. And I was like, and I asked someone like, is there elevation on this? Like in on this? And they're like, yeah, there's like a, a climb that we got to do and then come back down. And then I did the climb and I was like, that was like nothing like Sakani or no. Beacon. There was no climbing. <laughs> yeah. Like if I get, if I get a 20 mile ride in out at Riverside, 
you know, I might climb 700 feet. Right. If I want to actually climb, like you right. have to look you gotta at find it. Yeah. Versus you do that over in beacon. You're climbing like 1400 feet. Yeah. It's watching the, like I, cause I watching the guys go up and then I'm like, cause I run up faster than they can yeah. ride up. And for most part, and, uh, and it looks like, man, the, to ride up the, and then the, the come down, like, is this so much quicker? I was just like, man, you're, working really hard <laughs> you are but that's why like those lightweight bikes man yeah that's oh. true yeah mm. i needed i've never done mountain biking i need to try it i've never i've never tried mountain biking i'm afraid of wrecking myself but that's and why losing do, more teeth <laughs> that's why you do like riverside okay mm, yeah. like like beacon's got a lot more jumps and stuff like that and more actual downhill riverside's more trail riding yeah I, I definitely need to. I'll need take to, you out. Oh, we should do it. I I'll not, take you no out. No joke. Um, let, let's. Let, I'll. I'll happily come go yeah. do some. I don't know if I can do twenty miles. No, we can do like twelve. Um, start at my house, end at my house, have a cold one afterwards. Perfect. Or during. Oh, I have a no, backpack. Yeah. Last question. Yes. Ask everyone is. If you could go back twenty years and talk to young Julianezeski, what advice would your today self? give your 20 year old oh, or not 20 year, 18 year old self don't try to be that guy that pleases everyone mm. just like the most successful people i have seen have been their authentic selves mm. and those people who are their authentic selves make real connections and own that and and grow on to be amazing people yeah. So like I was not a lot of times it was kind of masking kind of like, mm. you know, being uh, uh, just trying to be something and, and trying to be that that guy. And just the goofball in me was something that, yeah, it helped with friends and stuff, but it wasn't always that. Yeah. So go back and just be you and don't worry about what, whether other people are going to judge you or not. I love that. That's right? awesome. Yeah. Well, Drew, thank you so much for taking your time to to be on the podcast. And um, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this summer. Are you going to do some house projects? Oh, yeah. Going down to Texas for a little while. Oh, Ooh, yeah. oh you want father of the year material. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Going down to Texas, leaving in like five days. Mm -hmm. Okay. Visiting in-laws and all that stuff. Because everyone, all of Natasha's family lives down in Texas. Oh, okay. But the the in-laws and everyone want want to keep the kids. Mm. So both of our kids are going to stay down in Texas for an additional two weeks while we come back up here. That's awesome. So I don't know if that's horrible dad of me. That's no, it's like, not. go, go ahead and keep my kids for a couple of weeks. My house will stay clean for more than 24 hours. <laughs> that so, sounds like a, that's not bad, right? That sounds amazing. I, sometimes I wish all of our family, I mean, part of my family lived out of Spokane because then maybe I could lose the kids for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this is, this uh, is, they used to live in Montana. So it'd be like, you know, for four, three yeah. or four days. But this, oh. What part of Texas? San Antonio. Mm. So okay. it's fantastic that Spokane finally got up to 80. Yeah. While it's 105 down there. Yeah, fun. That's, I actually don't want any i don't want any more heat no this is great yeah this is good <laughs> like let's not get into like, the 100 degree weather no we had that last year and that <laughs> was horrible that was so bad yeah uh well drew again thank you so much for being on the podcast um thank you everyone for listening and uh until next time peace sure. cheers Bye.